When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From on the road in Anaheim, California, this is Spotlight Star Wars on the Knapsack Files podcast feed, and we are at Star Wars Celebration 2015, and I may, this may not be the only show I do from Anaheim. I'm having such a blast. I said it in the first episode of Spotlight Star Wars. What a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Was there ever a bad time? You might be able to argue yes, but right now, it is a great time. This is my first Star Wars celebration. I just I just never thought of attending one of these before. I, I really wasn't a con person until the last couple of years when I started working with Schmoes. No, going to WonderCon and Kamikaze and the big one, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, and I'm trying to get out to Wizard World and all those uh, conventions. And, and they're great fun, and I have a great time at them. It's a great social um, gathering among friends, and you get to meet people, network, get to meet uh, fans and all those good things. Uh, this one, by far, I've only been here uh, one day. It started yesterday, Thursday, uh, at the time I'm recording this. This is Friday night, April 17th. Um, I missed the first day because I was coming back from Las Vegas from another convention, a pro wrestling convention. And uh, I got to watch the trailer for Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens in a car racing back from Las Vegas. More on that in a bit. Uh, but I missed the first day of celebration. Uh, I had to, unfortunately. But uh, next time, I guarantee you, I will not. I will be here for as many days as possible in future celebrations. By far, my most favorite convention. Is it because of Star Wars? Yes, it is. It has a lot to do with that. And what it has done, if you've never been to Star Wars Celebration, it creates a such a positive atmosphere. There's not a lot of tension. It's crowded. It's not San Diego Comic-Con on a Saturday crowded, but it's damn crowded. And you got a lot of people around, and I bumped into people. People bumped into me, and everyone's got the, oh, I'm so sorry. Because we all love Star Wars vibe to them. That is what has been so much fun. I am like a kid in a candy shop. I have not stopped smiling since I got here at 10 a.m. this morning. We have uh, had so much fun as a team of schmoes meeting a lot of you out there. And it means a lot to us. When we say, hey, it's great to meet the fans, that's not something small for us. It's not something small for me. I have a small audience. I don't do this to for millions of dollars and legions of friend, fans and, and praise. I do this. I'm just a dude in his room. And this is now in a hotel in Anaheim being my room. Uh, it is just a dude in a room talking about Star Wars. And schmoes know it, it is some dudes and some gals talking about movies, talking about the things we love. So when we see you out at these conventions... It is refreshing, it is fun, and I hope you guys take away from us that we are just like you. We are just like you. It is a stark change from YouTube comments. Twitter and Facebook are always generally nice, uh, at least so far to me. Uh, uh, you know, Maybe one day, hopefully, I'll reach a level where I have uh, uh, hate followers. But uh, 
YouTube comments have been rubbing me wrong lately. Some uh, past ones on Jedi Alliance. One of my two friends, uh, Joey Rockenstein and Joe Ruggirillo, guest hosted, and there were some negative comments about them that, that were far too deep and far too personal and far too in the area of not understanding how this business works. And when I asked two friends of mine at the very last minute, two days before, can you put together a Star Wars show? Because my, my first guest host uh, had to take another job. Uh, we're all doing this for free. Can you do it? And they step in and do a great bang-up job. I watched from Las Vegas, and and then I have fans just out and out shitting on them because they feel they can. That is YouTube comments. But meeting people out here, especially at Star Wars Celebration, has been a breath of fresh air. It has inspired me to continue to talk to you guys about Star Wars, about Game of Thrones, about life, the universe, and everything. Hey, maybe I should do a Hitchhiker's podcast. Uh, it, it, it has been expiring. And when we meet you, with, with Christian Harloff, Mark Ellis, Christian Ruvacabla, Cody Hall, uh, the rest of the Schmoes crew, Makuga and Mark Riley aren't here with us this time. Maude Garrett's been walking around. Uh, when we meet you and you come up and you have a moment with us and we talk movies and we talk Star Wars and we look you in the eyes and, and we say, did you cry in the trailer? And you say, I, yes, I did. And we say we cried too when we saw the second trailer for Force Awakens. It, we really really appreciate it and it means a lot to us and we're having a lot of that here at the, at the convention and if you're listening to i'm recording this on friday night and i'm going to put this out uh, as quick as i can and head out to dinner with the boys and uh, our friend maddie rue who's out here as well the author and former jedi alliance guest um if, if you're still coming out and you happen to hear this on the way to celebration whether it's saturday or maybe here on sunday we're sticking around for a bit please Please come on up and let's share a positive experience as being fans of Star Wars together. And if you are a fan of Star Wars, this is the place you need to be. And, and I, I can't even, I don't even know where to begin other than it's my birthday this weekend. And I have dropped, um, no, I need no gifts. Please don't send me anything. I've purchased enough gifts in the last hour of the convention floor tonight, uh, the new St Ultimate Star Wars Guide, uh, a Boba Fett Black Series I've been looking for, a Baroness poster. That's right, I bought G.I. Joe merchandise at a Star Wars convention. Uh, we, we've got to send some panels. we got to see the panel for Battlefront, the new game. I'm so happy that game is returning and returning in a grand fashion. We've got to see a trailer for it. Uh, I did not get to see any of the secret gameplay stuff. Some friends of mine did the night before. Uh, that looks great as well. I'm just excited. I want to multiplay with that. Maybe I'll play with fans out there, uh, Jedi Lions fans. And I uh, also got to see the panel for uh, canon and, and, and what it takes to the new canon. And the big thing that is Leland Shee and Pablo Hidalgo were there who are just nothing short of rock stars. They are rock stars. Uh, and um, they they, uh, they were there with a big panel, actually, people from Del Rey, the other books, uh, the book series and, and Marvel. And uh, it was awesome to hear them talk about what goes into making canon, their decisions to cut uh, things from canon previously uh it's it's great there so that that's some of the panel stuff we did we got to walk around but the most important thing is just you're surrounded by people who love star wars and they want to celebrate star wars and that's what i try to do with jedi alliance mod garrett and i when we created the details of that show we set out to have a show that celebrates star wars and the greatest saga ever told and that's what we do and that's what this convention is all about but to actually be here, I knew it was going to be that. I knew it was going to be good, but to actually be here and feel it and feel the vibes. I couldn't wipe the look off my face. They were actually, the schmoes were actually taking pictures of me and video of me because I was so freaking flipping, farking happy. 
um, that uh, just get to feel this love of Star Wars and this fun time. A great time to be a Star Wars fan. How about that teaser trailer? I guess they're calling it a teaser. It was it was uh, more than enough for me. If that's the only footage I see from now until December 18th, I am happy. I know there's probably going to be more. But uh, to see that stuff, we're going to do a full breakdown on Jedi Alliance. And, and there's still a chance I might get the schmoes in here to in my hotel room. How scandalous. To record a uh, little trailer breakdown here. But I got to tell you, the trailer... I did something I've never done before with any property uh, that I love, and that is I, I cried after watching it. And it sounds cheesy, and it sounds nerdy, and extra geeky, and extra special, but um, I've never done that before. I've cried in movies. I've cried in life. I cry all the time. I've cried on air before. Heck, I'm not afraid to cry, but I've never cried. At, I didn't cry at the first teaser trailer. I don't cry when I see a teaser for Game of Thrones. Um but I watched it in a car. My best friend Paul and I were driving back from Las Vegas. He's driving about 90 miles an hour, racing from the, our hotel. And uh, we're heading out. And I, 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 the trailer got released, and I, I, I couldn't wait. I'm going to watch it on my phone right here in the desert. And unfortunately, he couldn't see it. Um, I watched it, and, and at the end of it, when, when Han and Chewie come out, and Chewie, we're home. Oh my gosh, this thing came over me. These, these, I always say there's nerd chills. I got nerd chills to the extreme. It was like an actual medical worry or condition. And, and I didn't know what was happening. I actually lost my breath and I turned to Paul and I'm like, I, 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 and I put my fingers to my eyes and I'm like, I'm crying. I actually was, folks. I can't comprehend it. And I'm trying to explain it. Paul's a Star Wars fan, and he, he was like, and he watched it. We pulled off at, the, at Prim, Nevada, right there at the state line, got some gas, and um, he watched the trailer, and he was excited. He's very excited. He didn't have the reaction because I just, I'm not, I'm not feeling that reaction. I know some of you didn't, um, but for me, and I'm trying to explain to him why did I cry. The only thing I could come up with, and again, the, the Han and Chewie part got me. But the meat of that trailer is the Luke stuff, the story of Luke, and, and possibly we believe that's him and his robotic hand maybe. Uh, uh, the, way it, the way it looks, it could be someone else, but it's him and R2 and all that stuff. To, to look at that, to, to see that, I, but what got me, yeah, it's a teaser. And yeah, I get it, Phantom Menace. That teaser trailer and that trailer were great, and I still think they're great. I think that teaser poster of young Anakin standing in the shadow is Darth Vader on, on Tatooine. I think all that stuff is great. And yeah, I know what happened with the prequels, and I know I felt the disappointment, even though I'm coming around to appreciate and, and accept the prequels for what they are. I'm, 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 I get it. I get the naysayers who are like, yeah, we've, we've been down this road before with Star Wars. But there's something about the teasers, the first one and now the second one. Especially the second one. And seeing the big worry. The big worry has always been the big, the big three or big four, including Chewbacca. And uh, to see it, to see Harrison as, as Han Solo with his gray hair and his new jacket and to see Chewie. I'm sorry, man, it wasn't cheesy. I'm sorry it wasn't a cheap cash grab. It was Han Solo and Chewbacca. As a little kid, the little kid in me got happy. And it wasn't just that I saw them. It wasn't just the meat of that trailer being the Luke Skywalker speech talking about the Force running through his family and what that means and the cool visuals and the Chrome Trooper, which we now believe uh, to be con confirmed as Gwendolyn Christie playing this big baddie, and I love that. It wasn't all that. I love the new Stormtrooper outfits, and I, I love the new uh, TIE Fighters, and I love that they're calling it the Resistance and the First Order. I love those names. I really like the First Order. But at minute 40, whatever it was, when it ended... And the chills came over me. 
I was crying because I think I, I feel we're going to be okay. And I feel as a Star Wars fan, we're going to be okay. And it's just Star Wars. I get it. There's more important things in life, and I'm going to do more shows on depression, and I'm going to do more shows on this and that, but this is Star Wars, and it means so much to so many people. It is bigger than it is. It is more than just a movie. It is myth. It is modern mythology. It is tales. It is morality tales. It is it is a life lesson for kids growing up, man, of all kinds, boys and girls, people everywhere who've been exposed to it. Uh, there's serious things in the world, but I am moved by this. I'm moved by this trailer because not just... That it looks like a. I, I had enough confidence. Whether or not I look, I didn't like Star Trek Into Darkness, but I liked the first Star Trek reboot. I, I like a lot of Abrams stuff that he writes or produces or directs. I, I know he's not always perfect, but I, I just, I knew it was going to look good. I knew it was going to feel good. Star Trek, the first Star Trek reboot is a is a damn fine movie. I had some issues with Into Darkness, but you know what? It was still entertaining, and you still had good performances, and it still looked good visually. So I knew going in that Abrams, I was putting money down on Abrams as this thing working out a okay. But to see it, and to see it with the teaser, the first teaser, and see that Falcon and everything, it was excitement. It was pure excitement, but it was brand new world. But now to see more. To see to see Ray and Finn and Kylo Ren and Poe Dameron, to see them more, and to see see those are the characters that we're going to invest in, to see it just feel right. Yes, I know a mid and forty, but to feel right, it just felt like Han said, "We're home." As fans, we are home, and that makes me so excited. December 18th could not come sooner enough. The Battlefront panel was awesome. The play looks good, like I said, but there was something in that Battlefront trailer that they released. It's made the news now. In the trailer, the teaser trailer, we see uh, the both of them. We see a lot of sand. It's very easy to assume that that would be Tatooine. We don't know that Tatooine isn't in The Force Awakens, but the stuff they that we're seeing, we now know that it's a planet called Jakku. Jakku, Naboo, Jakku, Udaba. Well, it doesn't matter. It's, it's called Jakku. We believe that's where Ray, Daisy Ridley's character, might be living. Uh, all that kind of stuff. And you know, and, and side note, I, again, I know I've talked before here and on Jedi Alliance about it. I don't like to speculate. I don't like to speculate. But it's different when you see it. I didn't want to speculate off of leaked footage or leaked uh, production photos or leaked concept art. I didn't want to speculate off that. But I'm speculating off things I'm seeing in an actual trailer. It's real. It's out there. Now I feel I can speculate a little bit more. I still want to know as little as possible going into The Force Awakens. But now we see. I'm back to the planet Jakku. That is the first shot you see in the second teaser of a speeder going across, and there's a crashed X-Wing. There's a massively awesome-looking shot of a crashed Star Destroyer, Imperial Star Destroyer. It look, that looks great. It looks great. It's a great visual. It does remind me of the first time Kirk sees the Enterprise in, in the first uh, Star Trek reboot, and that's a great moment and great shot. So to see that there, and now we know that that planet's called Jakku. Well, in Battlefront, the video game Battlefront, we heard that there was something going to be related to Force Awakens, and I was, I worried, I'm was i still slightly worried that there's so much stuff I have to check. And I was on this canon panel today, and they did say, hey, and the stuff going forward, there are clues to Star Wars Episode Seven, and everything we're putting out going forward, you just probably won't know. You'll have to look for it. You have to really find it. We'll never tell you. You have to find it. And you know what? I like that. Going back to what I said last week about Game of Thrones, that's kind of what it is, isn't it? 
I like that uh, if stuff's there, now I know to look for it, and now I can theorize. Now I can predict. Now I can speculate. Going back to this. Battlefront. What, ha- what it has to do now is you're going to be able to download a special mission, so to speak, of the Battle of Jakku. You're going to get to play that. And that's excite- exciting to me, not just because the game's probably going to be awesome, but the worry is that uh, you, I, I said in the episode about the problem with new is you're filling in those blanks. And, and when you create a new planet, Jakku, hey, and there's a history to it. Does that history fit into what we know? And we don't know, but I'll tell you right now, there's a layer to it now. Yeah, there is this planet called Jakku. Yeah, this character lives on it. But there's a reason a Star Destroyer was crashed there. There's a reason an X-Wing was there. Here's the history of it. It is a very important battle following the Battle of Endor. That is what we learned in the Battlefront panel. There's a reason that shot's in there, and there's a reason it's in the game. And I'm excited for that now. There's layering. There's layering to the story we're going to get. It was thought out. There's a mythology to it. There's a world, a lived-in world. They didn't just create a new planet called Jakku and throw some characters on it. It ties in. It, it is, it's got some depth to it, and it's got a story we're going to find out. And now I'm excited. Now I'm excited to find out about this planet, Jakku. What was this battle? Why is that Star Destroyer crushed down? How did it happen? How many are there? That X-Wing, who was in it? Please don't be wedged. What's going on? I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited for it. There's so much left to talk about. Uh, but I'm running out of time tonight. I just wanted to get a quick one in. If you haven't had a chance to get the Star Wars Celebration... You've got to do it. There's so much there. The cosplay is great. It always is. A lot of Mandalorians. But there's some really funny stuff there. My favorite, I got a picture with Statler and Waldorf, the Muppet Grumpy Men, uh, dressed as Imperial officers. It's great. One of my favorite uh, cosplay moments there. Uh, Everyone does such a great job with their cosplays, and it's great. Great atmosphere. Star Wars Celebration, great atmosphere. Run pretty darn good. I haven't had any problems with it. Uh, the vendors are great. There's a lot of good stuff there. I, I know I'm going to spend more money. I'm going to come out with too much Star Wars toys for my room. Um, but come on out. There's, I'm sure there's more stories to be broke. I, 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 I do want to talk. Gwendolyn Christie, Brandon Tarth from Game of Thrones. Um, when she got cast on Star Wars, awesome. But to now know that she's that uh, what people are calling the chrome trooper, the chrome stormtrooper with the kind of the cape and the big gun and the menacing walk. I kind of knew when I saw that shot it has that Brienne walk. Though, to be fair, when I saw the first shot of Kylo Ren, I thought well, it could be it could be Gwendolyn Christie because she, she has a very distinct walk. See her in that. First of all, I'm so happy for that actress who's so damn good on Game of Thrones to, to be this big baddie. But it, it's, it's, an, it's an awesome thing that our potential big villain for these next two one two three movies maybe maybe it's one we don't know but it, it, that it's going to be a female character uh and that is a good thing that's a very good thing and that makes me excited for someone so good and there's so many of these actors cast that we don't know what they are and i'm excited to find out now, that's why i don't want to know i'm now i'm happy i didn't want to know if you told me a week ago hey i know what gwendolyn christie's character is i'd say thank you don't want to know but the fact that i've seen that chrome trooper and now the story breaks that's gwendolyn christie it's fact now. It's out there. It's out there for, for me to see, digest, speculate, and love. <sighs> Can I take a breath? I guess I should. I'm probably not done. I'm going to do probably some more Spotlight Star Wars editions. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you, thank you for being a fan, not of me. I'm not, not a fan of me. I don't need that. I'm, I, I want to thank you for being a fan of Star Wars and listening to that and, and helping support uh, each other in this fan base. I'm all for positive celebration. I'm all for... 
you want you just like the first three movies, the big three, four, five, six. That's all you. You don't know Hans Blaster. You don't know the name of that planet or that spaceship. You don't know that line. I don't care. I want you to celebrate Star Wars, man, woman, or child. You get to put all that aside, all the outside world's pressures and thoughts, and you get to go into this world and you get to celebrate Star Wars. That's what this event is. That's the show I do on the Popcorn Talk Network, Jedi Alliance. That's what Spotlight Star Wars is about for me. It's for me to talk to you one-on-one of the audience, so occasionally maybe a guest. Hoping to get the schmoes in here this weekend, but uh, t- <clears throat> I'm not going to cry. But I'm emotional because I'm so happy to be around. I'm so happy today, and I'm so happy to hear you all hear me be happy. I even called my mom and said, Mom, I always call you when I'm sad, depressed, or broken. I'm calling you because I'm happy. I'm calling you because I've been around Star Wars fans like me, the fans I always wanted to be around when I grew up. I had some close friends of mine who were Star Wars fans, but to be surrounded by thousands upon thousands of people who have smiles on their faces because they're here for one cause. It's amazing. And you know what? If you've ever said a bad thing about George Lucas, I know I have. Stop for a moment. We can tear apart the prequels later. We can question why he did this. We even talked to some people on the canon panel who were like, yeah, we... Leia having memories of her mother. Bit weird. It was a big continuity gap, but Leia Comics trying to correct that. Yeah, we can all talk about that stuff, but think for a moment... This was all created at one point by one man. The creators, he says, George Lucas. Thank you, George. Thank you, George. Jar Jar, I don't care you created Jar Jar. I'm happy you created all this. What a wonderful time here down at Anaheim at Star Wars Celebration. I am going to be heading out to have dinner with the Schmoes and everybody there. So, um... See you all. Until next time on Spotlight Star Wars, uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Ken Napsock, the Napsock Files podcast feed. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It's on Podomatic and Stitcher. Uh, it's uh, hit number one in comedy this week. I know it's comedy. Uh, that's my category. I might end up changing that, but uh, the Napsock Files podcast feed is so many different shows. So um, thank you all for your support. Thank you all for loving Star Wars. Uh, until next time, may the Force be flipping with you always. Thank you.